From LibertyCast Studios and the Defenders of Capitalism Project, here's another capital idea from your host, Mike Williams. Mike Williams here, defender and champion of laissez-faire capitalism. This is Michael Williams with the Defenders of Capitalism Project, and I am back in studio here with my associate, Mitch Whitus. How are you tonight, Mitch? Doing very well, Mike. Good to be here. So uh, I was hoping we could talk about the looters in the Capitol. Does that sound like a good topic tonight? The looters in the Capitol. You mean the ones from uh, January 6th? No, not those. No, the ones who are actually uh, the, the legislators in the Capitol. Um, oh, the people looting every day. <laughs> the everyday looters. Oh, okay. Not, not just on some random day in January, but the, the, the people who are there – uh, our legislators and the, the the topic. I don't I don't know how interesting this is to our audience, but hopefully they'll hang with me for a minute. And and uh, it's it's partly because I'm in the business of helping people allocate capital. My side job is as a financial advisor, and so the whole issue of stock trading and insider trading is uh, definitely on my mind, especially when they've got a few bills before Congress. They're talking about actually correcting this. They're they're trying to. The, there are a number of congressmen who are saying, "Hey, we 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 can't actually be trading on quote insider information that we get and that we have as um, you know privileged information because of our positions as legislators and seeing how industries will be regulated." This all came about actually where there were a number of um, senators who got caught. Uh, trading on the information after the very beginnings of the COVID situation was happening, they were they were in an insider uh, or a uh, congressional briefing, a private congressional briefing, and the CDC and people like that were saying, "Look, this is going to be bad. This could be really bad for our country, and we're going to have to make some, we're going to have to take some actions. You know, this virus is on the loose, COVID nineteen, and within twenty four hours, some of those senators were." <laughs> <laughs> unloading shares of this and buying shares of that company um, and making lots of money off of their their inside information about that briefing. And that's just an example. And, the, and, and I think that's the one that got the most publicity. But this issue of whether our uh, representatives in Congress, our congressmen, senators, or um, people as part of the government generally, or if they're part of the administration, you know, there's a lot of people in Washington, right? Unfortunately, There's a lot of people associated with our federal government and the regulatory state that we've built up. Um, and again, uh, we here on the Defenders of Capitalism Project know and will eventually win in terms of convincing our fellow citizens that that whole regulatory welfare state needs to be deconstructed. But in the meantime... <laughs> Well, Mike, isn't it heartwarming, though, to know people say there's no common ground at the Capitol, but here you've got Rand Paul and Nancy Pelosi just raking it in and the, through insider trading. But that's great, right? Because they are agreeing on something. Yeah, they're agreeing on making themselves rich at the expense of of uh, the American people in many cases. Well, you have you know, to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, and that's what's interesting is that, you know, people... Uh, oftentimes wonder why uh, legislators are, especially our federal legislatures, are sometimes ranked below uh, used car salesmen in terms of the, their popularity and their trustworthiness. And they people don't really understand the mechanics of how things work. And so they, they, they wonder, okay, this guy was, you know, 
whatever he did before he went to Congress, probably an attorney of some kind. Um, but he, he all of a sudden, he spent, you know, uh, a number of years, maybe decades, maybe only a term or two, but for some reason, his net worth ballooned <laughs> from the time he entered. I mean, Obama's a good case of that, right? I mean, he was a uh, fairly uh, modest, uh, not rich at all, state senator from Illinois. One term, right? One term state senator from Illinois. Um, and then his career ballooned, his political career bloomed, and, and now he's a multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah. Half uh, a federal Senate term before he became president. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Right. So how do these guys go uh, from being, you know, average Joes to all of a sudden being extremely wealthy after they've spent some time in Congress or in, in the administration or in, as a part of some regulatory agency? And it's partly because they're able to use the information that they gain um, as lawmakers or regulators um, to trade on that information and, and become wealthier. And it's a horrible thing. And I, the reason I wanted to bring it up because I think it's actually the opposite of the way it should be. I mean, those people should absolutely not be able to trade on any stocks. And the issue of insider trading on the on the people who, like me, in the financial industry, and I have to do a quick disclaimer. I'm not, I don't, I try to comply with the law as best I can. And there is a law that says, People can't trade on insider information and uh, Wall Street uh, people and investment advisors, um, brokers are heavily regulated in terms of the kind of information they can trade on or provide to their family members or friends or so forth. And uh, I believe absolutely in complying with that and we do everything we can to, to comply with those laws. I think those laws are wrong and it's, it's absolutely the inverse. It, the world is upside down, Mitch. The world is absolutely upside down when you have people who are out there in the in the productive public, either in allocating capital like we do, like me and, and my industry, trying to allocate our clients' retirement funds or trying to allocate their capital to the most productive use, or maybe even more importantly, those people who've built companies, who've built really productive enterprises. <laughs> the entrepreneur is the heart of our, our, our economy and the most moral people on the face of the planet by, by trading uh, mutual value for value. Yes. And they're the ones who actually can't trade on the value that they're producing. This is what has always fascinated me, Mike. And I agree with you that insider trading is just this huge issue. Of course, I was being facetious earlier saying it's common ground amongst legislators, sure. which it is, but we don't want that kind of common ground. But I have always been so fascinated by people demonizing like Mitt Romney, for instance, he comes in, I forget what his net worth is, certainly north of $500 million, right? Oh my God, how horrible it is that this wealthy man comes into the Senate wealthy. Oh no, they should be gay, they should become wealthy through stealing people's <laughs> money in the Senate, right? I, I mean, like you said, Romney, like him personally or not, he made his money exchanging value for value, Absolutely. right? He actually made his money because people found value in what he was doing. But we demonize him coming into the Senate for that. But then people quietly leave the Senate with all these millions of dollars, capitalizing quite literally on, on and taking a salary, by the way, which isn't value for value, but a salary that's pillaged from taxpayers, first of all. Absolutely. <laughs> and then using now, this. Now, some people say, well, if they just got paid more. And, and I think, you know, that's that's the wrong direction. I mean, uh, 
I, I'm not saying that uh, our legislature shouldn't be paid a reasonable salary. And you want to attract talent. To, you know, if you're going to have people who are senators or, or congressmen, you want to have uh, smart people, people who have some market uh, skills and some market demand. But you don't want I, – I, I personally don't think that they should have that be a full-time job. I don't think that that's something they should uh, should be able to use that position to get wealthy. Um it, it, it's interesting because the headlines came out, and this is a, a number of weeks ago, and who knows whether this this legislation will go anywhere, but the headlines came out a few uh, weeks ago where uh, Nancy Pelosi was adamantly against this new bill that's coming up to say congressmen and their uh, relatives and, and senators can't trade on insider information. She was saying, wait, we're for capitalism, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why? We, we, we're for this system. And to me, that's just like laughable because everything she does is imposing regulations, taking away property rights, putting restrictions on businesses. You know, she's exactly the opposite of capitalist. And then she's saying, no, I want to continue to have me and my family and my husband uh, get wealthy. And they have. I mean, it's provable that the Pelosi's have, have traded on, on information that she had access to and very few other people have had access to and have built, uh, built uh, much of their wealth on that kind of information. Um, now she's had enough pressure to say, no, we should have some restrictions. And historically, it's interesting because Congress does go through this kind of self-examination. Uh, there'll be, be a few, uh, really, they'll be end up being reporters who find it out and dig it up and say, well, it looks like you did some unethical trading here based on your position of power. Um, and then so Congress will say, well, maybe we should do something about that. There's enough pressure that wells up from the public and from the, the media and journalism. And then the congressmen themselves say, yeah, we, we should do something about this. And this happened, this actually happened under Obama. Uh, there was a uh, a piece of legislation called the Stock Act. You know, they S-T-O-C-K, um, these guys love acronyms and tr- and try to you know connect it to to uh, the the law that they're putting out there. But the, the Stock Act of nine or two thousand twelve, and that stood for Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge. Um, and they had this big ceremony at the White House, and uh, President Obama made a big deal of it and signed it into law on April fourth in two thousand twelve. So they were. Prohibiting insider trading information to members of Congress, their staff, and the federal officials and so forth. Um, But a year later, they kind of gutted it and said, yeah, we're going to do away with that. And and they made the the teeth of it um, uh, where uh, journalists and the public could actually have access to the trades that were made by Congress people and the legislation that might be affected by those trades uh, or vice versa. They made that very difficult to actually access. And so they do this occasionally where they um, try to regulate themselves. It's, to me, it's no different. Well, it's, it actually is worse, but it's similar to what they do with the debt, the debt ceiling. You know, that every once in a while they get this, this fervor of saying, oh, we got to do the right thing. We, we, we got to put some shackles on ourselves. We can't keep borrowing money uh, at the expense of the American public. Um, so we're going to have a debt ceiling. And, and we have to make a big deal, but then, you know, a couple of years later, what do they do? Well, we have to raise the debt ceiling. We have to borrow more money. We need to spend more money on our uh, crony projects. Um, and I just think it's an inversion of morality. And I think anyone who's a defender of capitalism should understand, first of all, the 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 fact that it they they should have no right to tell a person what to do with their own business 
including trading on their own information. Now, there's, there are laws in place, rational laws in place, and certainly contractual obligations that large corporations should have amongst their, their C-suite, you know, their uh, chairman and uh, chief executive officer and, and chief financial officers in terms of how they trade on that kind of information. I mean, that's important. That's an important thing internally for a business to say, we want to, we want to have those kinds of restrictions. But the Congress should have no role in how people trade anything. And the opposite is true, especially in today when they have so much, they have such a wide purview across all areas of our economy. And you've heard me say before, you know, it's, it's, it's a movement toward fascism when we have every single industry be heavily, heavily regulated. There's not one industry in, the, in America today that really doesn't have to answer to Congress and have, you know, multitudes of, of, of regulations that they have to answer to. In that case, Congress people themselves should have no ability to trade stocks while they're in office. I agree, Mike. And it's not just the ability of Congress to influence all of these areas of business, but they also get access to all kinds of privileged information all the time. Briefings on national security things, briefings on the seriousness of COVID, for instance, before the rest of us are privy to it. And so that's other information that they're able to trade on while the rest of us peons don't find out until the rest of the broader market finds out. And I think that's another huge issue, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And, and our listeners should should be morally confident in condemning uh, congressional trading and uh, morally confident in supporting entrepreneurs and the productive economy that we so much benefit from and should be fighting for. Yeah, I think let's incentivize politicians to actually become wealthy through creating value rather than using their regulatory authority and using insider information that frankly would send all the rest of us to prison. Yeah. Well, and, and when you say, uh, you know, creating value, I don't, I don't really want them to create any value as a congressman. I mean, I want them to just get the hell well, out of Well, as a way. private citizen, I that's mean. Right, that's yes. right. That's right. They should be citizen legislatures, uh, legislators. And that means that they should, you know, they should do the best they can in their role as a legislator to protect rights and no more. And then they should go home and be productive. They should uh, get a real job and uh, get the heck out of the way of people who are uh, the most productive in, in the world. And so my call to action would be that, you know, definitely be putting pressure on your legislators, your congressmen and senators to pass the, the restrictions on uh, congressional trading as, as strict as possible right now. In today's world, they need to uh, do a much better job of cleaning up their reputation and not having this kind of moral inversion that we've seen. And I think it's important to stress too, that this is a bipartisan issue. It is. I absolutely. think we've spoken in previous podcasts about tribalism and how, you know, oh, it's all the damn dirty Democrats fault, right? Or all oh, those Republicans, it's all their fault. This is the fault of everybody. It is. And it's partly the fault of the American people. I mean, that's yes. one of the things is that um, the American people don't have an understanding of the role of government and the role of the entrepreneur and the, the, the wonderful moral system of capitalism where people can trade freely and have uh, mutual voluntary exchange. Um, and that's what we need is, is a legal system 
not a regulatory system. Maybe we should do a, a session sometime on the difference between the law, which is uh, an incredibly important part of uh, a free and, and uh, healthy society, a capitalist society, versus regulation, which is the exact opposite. People sort of think they're on a continuum, rules and regulations and laws, and, the, and it's the exact opposite. And at one point, we'll maybe do, delve deeper into that. But the key is that we, what we want to do is support a rights-protecting government and have uh, people be self-governed and free to produce and trade as they want, and in their role as legislators, be restricted from any kind of uh, impingement upon our freedom other than that of protecting our rights. And contrary to what Nancy Pelosi would say, this is not infringing on a congressperson's right to work in the free market. This is acknowledging (laughs) that by virtue of being a congressperson, you aren't in the free market. That's exactly right. That's a really good point too, Mitch, is that, uh, you know, sometimes people will say, well, they have rights too. And, And I actually say, no, congressmen and presidents and government officials, qua government officials, as government officials or as senators, have zero rights. They have no rights. Now, as a citizen, as an individual citizen, they have rights. Of course they do. They have a right to free speech. They have a right to all the same rights that you and I do. They're individual American citizens. They have rights. In fact, even if they weren't American citizens, they have human rights. I mean, the, the lesson is that there's no such thing as American rights or even constitutional rights. They're the rights of man. They're the rights of humanity. And that's what our, our Constitution and our Declaration recognize. But as government officials, they don't have rights. They have power. They have power that we've delegated to them, and they need to be able to use it properly. And for that to happen, we need better citizens who actually understand that distinction and, and delegate property to those, to those leaders um, so they stay in their proper role. Any bills going through now that you know we should look, be on the lookout for and maybe support that might be doing a good thing to help stop this? So there are a number of bills actually on uh, on the docket. And uh, what's interesting is the one that seems to be the most restrictive is um, being introduced by the guy, uh, representative in um, Arizona. Mark Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because he was accused of, <laughs> of being tra- <laughs> traded on insider information himself. <laughs> um, and I, you know, like you said, it is bipartisan. These guys are all... Uh, you know, dipping where they can and 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 trying to take advantage of the system as best they can, and and it's unfortunate. But but I think his has the most restrictions uh, in terms of the most teeth, and that's probably the one that that should be the supported. My bet is that that's it's probably not even restrictive enough by my standard because I, you know, this moral inversion that I talk about, I I think that they should be completely, completely uh, prevented from any trading. I mean, there should be no. No trading that, that a congressman or their family can do on anything that they um, have regulatory power over. And that, that should be just a, a ironclad law. Are you aware of any other uh, bills that are coming up? No, I think that one that one sounds like it'd be promising, um, Mark Kelly's bill. But uh, like you said, this happened 10 years ago after the 60 Minutes piece, after uh, – this author named Peter Schweitzer, he wrote this book, uh, I think it's called Throw Them All Out. So, you know, there's this big journalistic fervor. The Stock Act comes into, into law and then it fizzles out. I'm kind of expecting that to happen again, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. Well, you're probably right, 
but there's an evolutionary and educational process that needs to happen. As, as we say, the, the American people are the ones who are guilty by, first of all, electing these people, and second of all, not understanding their proper role in the first place. And that's why, you know, we, you know a defender of capitalism, a champion of, of freedom and indiv- individual rights needs to, first of all, become more conversant themselves, more have a better understanding themselves in terms of how they can identify the proper role of government and the and the servants who are in office and what they should be doing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thanks for letting me go off on that little Mitch, uh, that little rant, Mitch. Um, and and thank you all for joining us. Hopefully, you're getting something out of these sessions that we have. Um, hopefully, you're supporting us on the Defenders of Capitalism project. Uh, go to our website, uh, www.defendersofcapitalism.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We're going to have more and more content coming out here in the near future, and we'd love to have you uh, join us and support us. 